This is Holistic Counseling, the podcast for mental health therapists who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic modalities and build their practice with confidence. I'm your host, Chris McDonald, licensed therapist. I am so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. Did you know your hands are the compass to your true life calling? In this episode, you'll learn how your life can be transformed through the power of hand analysis. Brett Bruning is a master hand analyst from the International Institute of Hand Analysis. He has researched over 20,000 hands. He helps people get clarity, find their true joy, and reconnect with their purpose. Welcome to the podcast, Brent. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be interviewed on this subject that I'm so fascinated about and to be able to share this wisdom to readers. I think this is a great audience for this topic and privileged to be able to open this to other people. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work? Sure. So uh, I am a graduate of the International Institute of Hand Analysis, and that's a group that studies people's hands and life patterns in the same way that we study twins separated from birth, that we all are living a life pattern. And the closer that your hand resembles the patterns of someone else's hands because of the way that the nervous system develops, you can see that the same architecture and the same life patterns are shared. And so that has been uh, foundation of the work from Richard Unger, who has personally read 70,000 people's hands. And I was a uh, understudy of him for many years, for 14 years. And I was on a mission to try to understand how is he doing this by uh, getting people that I thought were very remarkable and then putting a hand in front of him and one of his teachers, uh, Pascal Stussel, and just to understand, uh, is this real? And they were able to guess not only that they had a film director, but the kind of films that they were making from the fingerprints and the lines. And that sounds absurd from somebody who doesn't know what I know. But right, yeah. <laughs> understand that there is a system to your nervous system and there's a system of the way that you are satisfied. And that is broadcast through your nervous system and the hands show your nervous system in a very beautiful way that it's a real, it's a real thing. And I'm not a fortune teller. I, so I'm not a palm. I know that's what I, we talked about initially when you, you looked at my palms and my fingertips and all that. It's like, I was like, well, I don't know. Is this really real or. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people get that in their head. It's like fortune telling, right? Yeah. And, you know, there is something to understanding the trajectory of where you're going, right? So your nervous system does that too. So it's reasonable to see that you are, have a trend toward a certain type of life. I am always of the approach that you can transform that pattern into a life you love. And that's why people are coming to their hands analyzed. It's not because they want their hands analyzed. They want to transform their life into a life they love. And particularly, this is of interest to counselors and people in the therapeutic practices and coaches that they can see these patterns and then they can go directly to it and be able to go directly into the problem, the root cause of all of it, and then work from there into the underlying feeling that the 
person doesn't like, and then they can start to blossom in their life. So how can our hands show like emotional and mental patterns? How does that show up? Well, it shows up biologically through a hereditary ancestral pattern. And what happens is, is that we have both genetics and we have epigenetics, which is kind of the software overlying a lifetime of experience that is then getting ingrained within our nervous system. And that ultimately gets embedded into us as we and into our offspring. So when I'm reading your fingerprints, I'm actually looking at a history, a transgenerational history, including transgenerational trauma that is seen through certain fingerprint patterns that show, wow, there's something that was very difficult within this family. And there is a, a way by the shape of the hand that I can see the person is having a uh, an approach to that problem. And they're bringing in a certain level of skills. And you'll see that overall, you'll start to recognize that these patterns are something of a soul pattern. And they show something that we're here to do, a life purpose, which sounds like fighting words if you are a scientist. But more and more of the scientific community is becoming getting on board that your neurological system is also a spiritual system and it is there to inform you of the right path that feels good for you and allows you to have fulfillment just by looking at the major channels that I see you're good at. You know, I was fascinated when we went over my hand analysis and you were saying all these things that were so true of me. I was like, how does he know that? <laughs> How is this really true? This is so cool. But yeah, because I know you you mentioned some trauma in my background and how I really needed grounding growing up. And, and that was just right on. It's almost like mind boggling how much you can see into the patterns on the hands. Yeah, what, from our hand analysis session, uh, we talked a lot about the fact that you have a fingerprint pattern yes. in, uh, of, of tented arches, which is a Kind of an upside down T formation that you see in the index fingers and in the middle fingers. And when you see people who have such a fingerprint pattern, there is a pattern that you notice that they are here to be wisdom leaders and they need a lot of novelty and they need to understand more and more about new information coming in. So I wouldn't doubt for a second that a good, even though this is a very rare fingerprint, maybe only 1%, of the uh, population has tenant arches and you have three of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm an individual. <laughs> yeah, you're unicorn. Area, but I, I wouldn't doubt that many of your listeners have tenant arches. Yeah. You have to look at your middle of your, of your finger and see, well, is there, is there a line that comes in there and is it upside down? And that also brings a whole level of understanding to how your nervous system works. Are you an anxious person? Are you more excited? Well, tendon arch people definitely are. And so there's a need to grow up through needing more and more information and analysis just because of where that is. And because yours happened to be in the area of directing, and uh, which is the same system in your index finger, and which is the area that you point to, which is as looking at areas that are 400 million years old of body language that was carried through and said, I want that. 
I need to direct that. And that's before we develop language. So it's the same system and you have an excitement in that region. And so you can start to uh, combine just those that area and go, wow, this is somebody who is after the human potential. And then you start to go deeper into the other fingerprints to go, wow, you know, some people have just waves all over their fingers. And there you have a story about love. Well, you have them both. So your story is about emotional risk and wisdom. And now you can start to see that the way that I start describing your life pattern has a soul pattern in it. And either you're living that pattern or you're not. And when people live the pattern that's shown in their fingerprints, they don't need any outside things to make them feel good. It's a natural way that your body shows uh, health and well-being, and it produces serotonin and dopamine naturally in the way that you find balance in what I show you is in your fingerprints. And then we look at the hands and we can see your gifts. And then when you combine that, you have a beautiful life ahead of you. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I know I never thought about, you know, when you said take the pictures of the hand and send them to you and that there were actual those those lines in our fingerprints actually are there for a reason and and tells our story. Yeah. So most people of are under a very false notion that was developed around in the 70s, 60s, that your hands and the lines that are in the in there are formed by crease markers. Not true. Not true. So it is these lines are developed as a mirror of your nervous system. And it's very easy to see this. Probably the most obvious notion is, you know, doctors today know this. If you look at a baby that's born and they have what is called a simian crease, where there's a horizontal line or there's two horizontal lines. If you look at, look at the bottom of your uh, hand and you'll see that there's a vertical line going up and then there's two horizontal lines up at the top of your palm. That's the, the top one is called the heart line and the middle one is the headline. And when those get conjoined, you have a crease called a simian crease. And that means that there's radical thinking in that individual, the heart and the way that the heart system, the emotional system and the mental system as the baby was developed were conjoined, growing at the same time. And so you end up having 50% of them being in Down syndrome. That doesn't mean if you have that combination where they're conjoined that you have Down syndrome, but 50% of Down syndrome people have that semi-increase and the others just think of life in a tunnel and they just don't let go when they have a problem. They just go, 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 and, they, and they'll go through like a train through the mountain until they get to the other side. It's being used today. And so it's just not being used. It's being used in a very limited way. As a hand analyst, I've studied every square millimeter of your hand. I can tell you exactly what every tiny little line is of an expression. And the main thing that you are born with is those three main lines. And you have that heart line that shows a at the very top. The bigger that thing is, like yours, goes reaches all the way up to the index finger, shows a very compassionate nature. Well, what happens if you're not in a story where you get to be compassionate? You start to get very disconnected. And that hurts you more than other people who may have a shorter heart line that ends below their middle finger. And there's a lot of variations in that. And the same thing, you can look at the headline, which is formed 
uh, the middle line is formed when you have your frontal cortex later on in the fetus development. And if someone likes to be brainy and think about research, that headline gets really long. And if that lifeline, that one that goes right around the thumb is really round and you can see across the room where what that line being very thick without any pits or anything, you just see as somebody who's super anchored in their body. That's the first line that develops before you even have tendons to bend your hand. So these lines are mirroring your brain and they are showing how you think, feel, and be. And when you understand that, you're looking at your entire operating system as well as why that creates a pattern. You happen to have a very short lifeline and some people with that have a very spontaneous nature and they have like ants in their pants. They want to just go, 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 go. But if you go into a gym and you look at all the people that are been there in that gym for a long time, they have, and they're just body focused. They have this big lifeline that reaches all the way around to the bottom of the palm. And you can see it across the room. Those people are anchored and they're using the system of their body and using weight and feeling good and the physical, physiological response that is being broadcast there. And they're constantly in tune with that. Whereas some people don't think about their body until Saturday. So right. <laughs> that's, that is the, how you process things uh, physiologically. And you can see, well, if there's pits and difficulties there and it's done in a sequence, you can actually see around that, the timing when you started to develop those difficulties. So you can just easily pick up on the system and you can look at your client's hand and you can see, well, okay, we do have an issue here around, and you start to develop a very advanced knowledge about what what each of those pits mean. And this is all new to me because I hadn't heard of this institute where you learned all this. And, and I'm just thinking about clients, like you said, I wonder what's going on with their hands. <laughs> like It's like, it brings up that curiosity. And, and I wonder if they're, you know, a lot of people are needing counseling because they're not on their soul path, right? They're not living their purpose and, and they feel that disconnect. And I'm sure that's what you've seen from some of the people you've helped as well. Yeah. So I use a system that Carl Jung used uh, called the shadow side, right? So I guess you know what the shadow yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. It's, in, it's in the unconscious area as opposed to the conscious area. Now, the way that I would try to explain this, so to, to answer your question about how people find soul fulfillment working through uh, these processes here with me, is that I want you to imagine your most amazing day right? So you, you, you were feeling relaxed, you're feeling nourishing, you're patient with your kids, <laughs> you're feeling a sense of order in your life, you're questioning and you're enlightened. It's a learning day. You could write a, a novel from everything that happened around meaning that day. And you feel spiritually connected, you're in your heart and your emotions, you're feeling romantic, even psychic and serendipity is happening in your life. You're in a happy state of flow and you're feeling sharp and you're feeling like you're in action and engaged, right? So that, that experience is what a lot of people have to wait until they go on vacation to find, right? And that is a feeling of your entire nervous system in the way that I, I languaged it just now being turned on. Nothing's in the shadow there. You're just feeling good. That's a good day. Okay. And, and so 
gradually, as we run into stressors in our life and roles that we play uh, and trauma that begins to envelope the system, you gradually start to lose connection to the different aspects of your body, of your mind, of your spirit, and your soul. And as you start to disassociate because of the painful experiences that happen, then those areas are still there. They're still in your nervous system, but you are not accessing them simply because you don't like the feeling that you have when you go into that area. And as a result, you get anxious and your brain is amazing and putting an electric fence around it. So as we get closer and closer to, for example, the areas of your family and you start to realize you have difficulties in that area, then you're, you start moving into the sympathetic system where you start to get more agitated and then you go, well, this is not what I want to do, but that's usually because of a trauma and that area then gets stored within your body and as it does, you start to disassociate from that area. And then you create a big story about why you're doing that. And now you've got a reason and you're waking up every day with a reason instead of feeling good. And so gradually people shut down. And what happens is to the degree that they do that, you're now having to divert resources that are vital to your happiness to your well-being, that help fight disease, that help supply your immune system and your, your sense of glow on your face. All that gets diverted. You can see it on somebody's face. Wow, you are not having a good day, right? Well, your hands do the same thing. And, as, and you, they start to show patterns of shutdown. And as you are stuck in that area, the, based on the hand type that you have, you begin to behave in a way in a shadowy way or a thrown way. And especially if you have the amygdala hijacking where you end up feeling so on fire and your fuse is broken and then you act a certain way. And people act differently when they're under a hijacked victimized state. But in either case, when you can, I can show you how you act and what is triggering it and how to transform that trigger, whether it's because of the narcissist relationship that you're in, or you can't say no, or you're worrying about money, or you're feeling isolated, all those things, when you can see that in that after a while, this starts to get ingrained in your hand, and I can show you how to go back into that system and open it up, you get your life back, or you stay in it if you don't shift out of it. And that's called the shadow pattern. And you go into that for years of psychotherapy and you talk about it and you try to fix yourself and you take classes and research and all of that. And that's doing not a lot because of the way that that trauma is stored. It's not in your brain and it's not in your story and no new distinctions are going to be able to get you out of it. It's out of a deep, deep wounding that goes within the visceral and fascia tissue. And when you can, I can show you how to access it, how to feel it and how to break through it. Then you'll see that these people that go through that process look amazing afterwards. And it's like, they just had got back from Hawaii and this is only happening within about four hours. And so there's a, you're accelerating an incredible amount of healing just by knowing the map and your blueprint.
And I love the pictures that you have that you showed me with um, all the different people before and then after the shift that you do. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, most of those people were in just one month, right? There was just a couple that I showed you that were from another. And so I'm working with these transformations month to month to month. And it looks like they're growing about seven to 10 years younger. And I don't want to make any statements because I haven't done enough testing around demethylization and, and, and about you know the age, whether I'm actually seeing that. But totally, I'm seeing that people are saying and they're seeing in themselves a younger version of who they are. And the way that you can explain that is that stress ages you. And the longer that you're in a stress pattern, you start to accelerate your age. Well, the reverse is true. When I can show you what stresses you out specifically, what is your trigger, and then have you stand on top of that trigger until you're no longer stressed out and you find that it's safe still. And that means that I can just show you and that how to go through the process so you don't get triggered anymore. Then you're going to be relieving an immense amount of the difficulty and suffering you're having in your life. You don't need the drugs. You don't need to rehab, take whatever, you know, antidepressants. You don't need any of that in order to find your place. And that's fighting words for a lot of people, especially in the business uh, of uh, delivering a, a fast medication for somebody because you don't know about trauma. That said, many, many people who come to me have such a difficulty and they kick it the next day. And so there are people that don't have any medical issues. They're just doing it because they want to find the best version of themselves. They want to find their life purpose. They want to know what their life lesson is that if they restore a sense of virtue in that area, their life feels so much better and then their relationships get better. So those before after photos are people that for the most part have only gone through a four hour process with me. And they are already saying, oh my God, that feels like nirvana here. Uh, I can see the same triggers and I can see everything that's happened using a process of a trauma board and uh, a shadow board of outlining the imagery that is around that particular area so that you can process it. And when you push through that, then what opens is you and you feel, oh, I got my soul back. Got my feel. I can feel again. I I feel on fire. I'm so motivated. I'm feeling creative. I'm feeling good in my body again. I don't need the back pain medication. And what I am seeing now that I've been working with this process for now six years since we started this shift process is that these patterns that you're having and these difficulties are inherited patterns. And when you can see these patterns going all the way upstream from grandma and grandpa. You'll see that a lot of what's happening was even before you were born and you're being born into a biological river going downstream. Anyone born in your family will have a lot of this anxiousness or difficulty. And when I can show you that and show you exactly where that's showing in the hand and how to feel it, then feelings are meant to flow. And then you'll flow through that area instead of blocking it with your mind. And your mind's amazing at protecting yourself. And so when you can flow through that, then you're letting go of the mind's answer for everything and moving into a more trusting state of flow. And that causes a lot of nourishment for your body, mind, and spirit. 
And that's what causes people to then go in and have a whole new lease on life. And there's yeah, it sounds that, like healing. Yeah. It's a big healing. Yeah. So it's like trusting the flow. I like that visual too, like a river flowing and we all get these blocks. And and you said, would you say electric fence around some of these difficult emotions? And Yeah. The, the mind is creating a story. It's a meaning making machine, right? This, that is only a recent development. They, as you know, you've got the midbrain, the limbic system that is producing, you know, it has a pineal gland that's producing serotonin, dopamine, and melatonin. And then you have the amygdala. And that's like a, a, a very stimulated area to get switched on and alert. And when either one of those guys gets too much, they go, if you, if you go too much into the parasympathetic system, or you go too much in the sympathetic and amygdala hijacking. So these areas get uh, ultimately uh, start guide, get, get into a code. It's almost like your body starts to do things that are rote, that are habitual, because if you do anything for 28 days, then it becomes a habit. So these areas, these stress responses are habitual, which means that all I have to do is just trigger you and you're off to the races. So if I can show you how much that is creating a habit in you and then show you the how to feel it instead of going off to the races, then something very deeply compassionate begins to transform the entire system. And you're back to a place of not being a cartoon version of yourself or being, you know, hijacked. You're just in a place of fullness. So you're not a personality type when you're in a fullness. You are when you are triggered. And when anytime you're in a type of something, you're in a shadow state. So there's a lot of um, disagreement I have around the psychometric tests and and the things that characterize us as human beings that we all seem to be. And if we just take a, a online questionnaire and give or take, that's us. But I would say that's you when you're under stress. But when you are in a place of creativity, fun, joy, love, there's no type there. You're just having an experience and so is everyone else of love and joy. And that is, in a, is a place you can access. And when you get to put a number to that, then you can say, all right, that's a place I'm there on the weekends, but not a lot in the relationship I'm in. And so you can say, well, then how much is that of your life? Well, I'd say I've been there 20%. Rest I've been on like autopilot because I'm using the, uh, I'm just going autopilot running through the same system over and over and over. It gets rote. And so and the deep grooves in the brain, right? Exactly. And then they just, then you're just like running unconscious patterns. And so that area could be running your life 80% of the time. And in that case, you're not getting a lot of fulfillment. You're in a fixed mindset. And so that means that no amount of meaning is happening to you when you're in that place. And so when you're in a place where you're doing things over and over and you've been in a relationship for 15 years, you're not growing, you're still dealing with the same difficulties in yourself that what you had seven years ago or 15 years ago, that's all that ingrained area. When you can put a percentage to that and say, well, I've been there 80%, well, then it's not going to be magical thinking to see that you're probably going to be there 80% more next week or the next 10 years until you do something about it. And that's the part that people don't like to see. Of course. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but I'm trying to tell you that 
it's a it's just a natural thing that the body does it stores these responses now there's nothing wrong with its automatic way of functioning right so most automatic behaviors that you have are bringing you eventually toward closeness and connection and fun but when you have a trauma it brings you away from connection so you have a lot of automatic patterns that make you isolated that make you feel frustrated that give you bring you back more closer to laziness or restriction or over rationalization or impulsivity or chaos awkwardness or helplessness or ultimately a monotonous place and those are how you suffer and then you do need the drugs if you don't know how to shift this then you do look for things outside to find a way to medicate yourself but if i was to show you how to break through the system in just a very short time you would you would sell all the self help books that you have and all of the therapy and all the rightness about the different approaches not to say that they're not valid for people that are already in the shadow but i can tell you there's a root cause that's seen in the hands that when you find it you'll find that you're living a life that feels so fulfilling and you just go closer to a place of i would say enlightenment but i'm not trying to create a fantasy for you you're still doing your taxes here you're still engaging in life you're just feeling good about it and that is a system that when you're 80% in your vision rather in your shadow you're in a growth mindset you're on fire and you know you don't have to go to Hawaii to have that you can just understand the right. system i know you talked about hand shape that there's different kinds of hand shape so can you talk a little bit about that and what that reveals about people yeah so if you look at your kids hands at around you know at birth you'll see that most kids have roughly the same type of hand they're big square and pudgy not always there's usually some some advanced work there but most kids have a, a very soft hand and it's square and they're putting everything in their mouth and they're just sensing the world and some people stay there for a lifetime <laughs> and they they end up having these big square hands that are very basic and support other people and accepting and they're very kinesthetic and they're tactile we call those earth hands because they're very down to earth people they tend to have a very square heavier body and they tend to think more from their gut and they they follow their gut instincts so no matter what i tell them about hand analysis if their gut says it's the right thing to do that's why they sign up in another group you'll have some people with really really long fingers and the long palm right so if you imagine the hand uh, fitting in a shoebox those people which are by the way i should mention these this hand is probably developed around uh 4 to 6 years old and it doesn't really change that much throughout your life it can but it doesn't unless you do like a hormone replacement therapy like Caitlyn Jenner you know your hands not going to change that much because you're it's a it's a replication of the part of your brain that you're using the most so the people that are really cerebral and like to be right and like to be teachers and in higher education just look at their hands you're going to see very very long fingers long palm you can have of course crosses between those so you can have like a broader version of that and that makes more of an expert in that field because they like to have evidence earthy evidence as opposed to error intellectual so we begin to start making uh combinations that way until we arrive at 16 main types 
right? The other types that I'm not mentioning are the fire and water. Fire, people have, some people have a lot of crazy lines on their hands and they don't bend their hands more than a farmer does. They're just more uh, neurotic and excitable and, and intense and creative. And they have, they tend to have short fingers and crazier lines uh, tend to evoke an irregular handshape. And these people have a much more individualistic nature, right? So you take somebody like Snoop Dogg, who has a fiery hand, and there's it looks like a cobweb, uh, or electricity went all over. And in fact, it's not so far from the truth. If you take somebody who has a normal hand, like an air hand with soft hands, and you take them through three months of electric shock therapy, you're going to find Snoop Dogg's hand, right? Temporarily anyway. So there's a, uh, the person who has a lot of crazy uh, lines tends to have a lot of craziness in their life. And there you can also locate that craziness in the different regions of the palm. Uh, that's another story. Um, moving on over to the slender hands. Well, most models and people that are on every magazine cover tend to have very slender hands if you look at them and they they're very soft and they're they're getting their needs met by being beautiful and just showing up not by their wit not by their uh what they can do for you like the earth guys and practical and they're not necessarily intensely creative they're just soft beautiful great at modeling great at going into being perfume selling and connecting with people and having relationships and so that that brings out a more feminine nature. So just by that notion, you're already starting to see some people are more in their soul. Some people are highly spirited. Some people are more in their body and some people are more in their mind. And when you combine these four main handshapes, like I do in my book, The Power in Your Hands, and I show you what does it look like when you have a fire water hand, meaning somebody with that has a hand that's shaped like Snoop Dogg with really short fingers and an irregular hand, but it's super soft. We have somebody who is really spontaneous, like uh, uh, Gwen, Gwen Stefani, that are very individualistic, but they're also emotional. So there's Gwen Stefani is not like Kendall Jenner, who's purely water-based, right? You have somebody who is a lot more assertive because of her fire. And now you take somebody with short fingers with a broad palm. Well, you have somebody like who's got a fiery nature, but is very down to earth and, and basic, right? So now you have somebody like Donald Trump or Vladimir Putin or Hugo Chavez or Hillary Clinton. You know, they all have this one thing in common, right? They, they like to stay in control. And so they, they, you start to see just from the handshake, the basic needs and powers that they have, you know, and you take somebody like Heath Ledger and, you know, somebody who has a very long or David Bowie and you have long fingers and they're starting to get more feminine in their nature, then they're going to be great at acting and great at songwriting and they're much more expressive. So they have a different power. I just wonder to the handshape of therapists, is that going to be similar to each other? I wonder if we're similar. Totally. Yeah. Therapists yeah. All, are all long fingers, long palms, and they're, they love new ideas. And they tend to have some crazy lines all over their hands. 
That's the fire. So they need to have um, a lot. They have hot ideas, right? They're ideas because of the long poems, but they got crazy lines because they love transformation. They love changing and seeing the result of their work is not just knowledge, but they're seeing an impact and a transformation in their clients. And I love how you said that mine shows a strong body intuition, because that's not something I've always tuned into since I became certified in yoga which is more about changing the nervous system. It's not fit yoga that I've really developed that and helped clients to tune into bodily sensations as well. So from what you said, it sounds like those lines on your hands can change over time based on experiences. Yeah. So that's where, as I was mentioning, you can look at trauma and you can see where the person were a very big difficulty, as well as not everything's traumatic in the hand. You, you, some people are very goal oriented and I can see, wow, you know, early on you were, the best figure skater, you know, I see figure skating, but I can see, you're, wow, you're really ambitious. And then another ambition and another line of ambition, because you're using the, uh, the, as the energy in the vertical lines, pretty much all the vertical lines are forward energy. And so each one of those fingers uh, has a root and the different experiences channel into different areas of your hand. And so you can think of it in simply simple terms that you have the sympathetic system going more toward the index finger and the thumb and the parasympathetic and the vagus nerve going more to the ring finger and the pinky. And so when you're looking at the lines underneath there, you're really looking at a different expression between a relaxed state versus a more conscious state. And then you start to go deeper within the hand into the area under the palm and you start to get into the rest and digest area. And then that's the unconscious area. And then you go toward the outside of uh, the palm, the karate chop portion of that. And you have people that need to go into a subjective, reflective world. And so I wouldn't doubt that a lot of the people listening right now have a really nice region in that area. The, the Greeks called that the moon region. It's when you go into the theta state, where you go into access the a, a deeper picture and you're one with everything, as opposed to the index finger on, the, on this opposite side, which shows a need to direct and to, to express your desire. Because we, as a baby, you do that naturally. You point with the index finger. You don't point with your ring finger or your pinky. You point with the index. You manipulate with your thumb and index finger, and the thumb is about control and opposition. And so you're looking at a different set of uh, neurochemical responses that are channeling up there than, than you are the pinky, which is more about connection and the ring finger, all about creativity. And the middle finger, who's, who's balancing both the parasympathetic and sympathetic, it's regulating and so that's the Saturn finger is what the Greeks called it today, area of regulation, time, structure. And so that area uh, is creating a sense of balance. And some people don't have a lot of taste for that area any more than they like paying their taxes. And I like, you know, getting Brussels sprouts. That's an area that they just don't have a taste for. And as a result, they get a compression and or difficulties and boxes in the lines in the hand, or they even have a compressed fingerprint in that area. That's all so fascinating. I'm like looking at my hand too as you're talking. So I was like, huh, I wonder my karate chop area. Is that, do I have a lot of lines there? That's so cool. Yeah, you, you, have, a, you have some horizontal lines there, which means that you're escaping in that area. You're going in a lot of reflection. Yes. And nothing's necessarily wrong with that. 
But if I take the client that I just had um, um, a minute before this podcast, it was um, looking at somebody highly addictive. And so what happens is that and next to the thumb, let's go back to the sympathetic system, next to the thumb and the index finger where you hold a hammer, they, the Greeks called that region the Mars region. Aristotle was writing about that. And that is an area where you have a lot of uh, lines that come out of that uh, region. And that means you're a human being. Welcome is stressful on earth sometimes. Yes, and so definitely. Uh, that is the cortisol response. That's the adrenaline response, right? In her case, though, I mean, you look at it and you could see that her hands was just riddled with challenge markers from that area. So, wow, why, why is she so frustrated and wrestling with herself? And then you see and look on the opposite side and you see uh, a big line, a big horizontal line that is thicker than the heart line. And it's just a big horizontal line. You can't bend your hands in, in that area. So wh what she's doing, she's going into escape and escape, escape, oh, escape, okay. escape. And so here's somebody super challenged and then she escapes and then super challenged and escapes. So she's, as soon as she's out of the moon region, out of the subconscious, either she did that with drugs and then she goes back to life. It's just a big amount of aggravation and difficulties. And then I look in the fingerprint and go, what's triggering you? Oh, it's the area of regulation. In the middle finger, you have a compressed fingerprint there that says, I'm not enough to be valued, to be worked, to have security. So you've got so much insecurity in this area. And you'd feel like in this case that she wanted to rescue her partner all the time and never nobody could really respect and honor her. And now you just go back and go, where was your need for safety? What was your relationship to responsibility and accountability? And then you can see there that at the start of her headline and lifeline at the at where the thumb starts, you can see a lot of bubbles and bubbles are trouble. And I can start to see, okay, the trouble there is because of this pattern there. And that's when she developed it. And that's when she started wrestling with addiction. Now, did I break her through? You bet. You totally break her through that. It just reminds me of a whole new world, right? That I never thought <laughs> just from hand analysis, all that you can see. And I really appreciate everything you've been sharing today. It's just so much underlying stuff that I think therapists listening are just going to be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a world. Yeah, it's a world that's a little bit yeah, uh, and demoted to the scientific eye because how dare I read a hand? Yeah, well, you know, I had to go through this for years. I don't go through it. But when I first started, it's like you're reading hands and you've read 20,000 hands. And what a waste of time. To me, I've um, unlocked, you know, or rather illustrated right. uh, a mm -hmm. pattern that has been known by half a million people. And that means that those half a million people have gone through the Institute of Hand Analysis and, and seen this pattern. But I've taken more of a take of, of how to transform it. And that's been my mission over the last 14 years. What's the best way for listeners to find more about you and to learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. So the easiest thing is just get your hands analyzed, right? So it's only a two-part process. And, and so you would go to my site, thepowerinyourhands.com, thepowerinyourhands.com. And you'll see that there's you can sign up for a family hand reading, or you can just be a partner or yourself. And in two hours, we would 
discuss obviously your fingerprints. We talk about what your soul wants. We like look at what your how you are in a relationship. What is the what is some of the characteristically big talents you must express for you to feel alive, touched, moved, and inspired? And then how does this combine into a really amazing day? And then what is blocking you from that? What are you here to learn? So there we're moving into the more shadow side of, you know, the areas where you are traditionally neglecting based on what I see in the hand. You're not, you know, you're not Jesus. So you're going to have some things that are, you're going to traditionally avoid, whether it's relationship topic or a confrontation or being the feminine person or working out. I mean, all those things are, are, are seen in a very precise way in the hands. So I would show you that area. And then I would also have you look at what would it be if you were to break through that? Yeah, yeah, and you got a discount code too, right? Yes. Uh, for, we set this up for your listeners that uh, if you used the word holistic, so when you book, you can type in H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, holistic. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. And just you just apply this coupon code or I think it's called the promo code. And then you're you're off to the races. What you do is you... When you book, you're going to get access to my calendar and then you'll have two hours with me. And before that, just to show you that I'm not researching you or anything, you send me photos of your hands. I create a diagram and I send it to you before the reading. That way you can look at it and you can see, all right, now I have to explain and justify it. So I'll be referring to my book, The Power in Your Hands. And we'll be going page by page of some remarkable people who share your hand so that you can identify and celebrate yourself and to hopefully have a big upgrade just from that session. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Brent. It was great reading your hands. Thank you. I appreciate it. All the people that want to know what what, uh, Chris's big talent, obviously, it's the area of fascinating and illuminating people. Why? Because she has long fingers and a slightly broader palm, though. So that's the natural body wisdom. So she's illuminating people with body wisdom, and she has a compassionate heart and a really kind way of connecting people and opening their world. Oh, and I appreciate that. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning in today. Have you gotten my free nine-part email course yet called Becoming a Holistic Counselor? If not, go to holisticcounselingpodcast.com today and sign up. You don't want to miss out. And this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time, take care. Thank you for listening and supporting the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Are you ready to take the next step to create a holistic practice? I invite you to sign up for my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to manifest the holistic practice of your dreams through journaling. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com. Scroll down and enter your name and email address today.